Yo, it's Chief Petty Officer Hoop. And um, to the hatening, we're back. We're doing another one. It's going to be a super exciting, uh, super high energy episode. Um, We're going to talk about being sad and dealing with being sad. Um, And I guess I should say off the top, I'm not really talking about like depression because that's like a whole other fucking thing. Um, I've said it on here before, I think, right? Like I have had depression for most of my life. Um, and it fucking sucks, but I don't really want to talk about like having depression right now or like being, being depressed. I want to talk about being sad because that's, they're they're very different things, right? You know, like depression is kind of just like, for me at least, like how I really kind of like differentiate the two is like my depression or like my depressive episodes are kind of just like this undercurrent that just sort of like sits like this weight on my chest that sort of like comes and goes. Just like ebbs and flows uh, ever so regularly. Or like it builds up over time, right? So if I'm sad enough times, then my depression meter fills up and I press, you know, R2 and L2 at the same time. And then I hulk out and go into a depressive episode. But that's more of like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like this slow burning, like never ending, like malaise, like this gray fog that just like exists over everything that I do. But I don't really want to talk about that. We'll talk about that later. But like, I want to talk about just like being sad. And I define that as like, you know, just, you know, like having like the fucking, like as like a reaction to like a certain like catalyst or whatever, right? So like something happens that makes you sad. Like I'm just depressed. Like nothing happens that like really makes me depressed, right? But things will happen to make me sad. And that's kind of like the difference I'm trying to trying to uh, you know establish here not just like you know the creeping never-ending depression that permeates everything i do i'm talking about like being sad as a result of stuff that happens right like because things happen and they are very sad people die things die things don't go your way just you know like things happen that make you fucking sad how do you deal with it that's a very 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 important question And a very important thing to like reflect upon periodically because I know this comes as a shock to you, my dearest listener, but I don't deal with my emotions well. I don't deal with any of them in a healthy way. And being sad is no exception to that rule. Like when I'm sad, it's, it's bad. Like it, it, I get, I go to my dark place very quickly And not just, like, my depression hole dark place. But, like, this is way more visceral and, like, intense because I know why it's happening and I, like, hyper-focus on the thing. You know what I mean? And so I... I, I, Everybody reacts to sadness or sad situations. Everybody is sad in a different way. Everybody does different stuff to get themselves out of the funk if they can. You know, people... You know what I mean? Like... Obviously, like people cope in very different ways. That's been one of my big problems for my entire life is coping with with sadness and just like what I do when something happens that makes me sad. Um, you know, and it's 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 tough. It's really tough. It's really hard to to be fucking sad. Um, it's a very negative. Obviously, it's a negative feeling. It's a shitty situation to be in. It's something that everyone 
has to deal with and everyone deals with in different ways. And I'm infinitely jealous of people who deal with it in healthy ways. Like I really fucking am. Like if you can like be sad and not fly off the handle and like, you know, like lose progress and everything that you've been working towards. Like, I don't know what that's like. Cause like, as soon as I, as soon as something happens and I'm sad, like my first instinct is to just go completely, completely off the handle and just like careen into like a self-destructive episode. And I've been like that for fucking ever. You know, it's just like anytime I was sad, it was like, well, we're getting high tonight. Like I'm, you know, let's get some fucking pills. Let's do whatever, you know? And then once I wasn't doing fucking drugs anymore, it was like, well, I'm sad. Like this thing happened and now I'm fucking bummed out. So I'm just going to drink myself into tomorrow, you know? And I don't know, like, I don't want to get super fucking personal about, about shit in my life, but like, I don't know, like as of this recording, at least like, I'm not really drinking anymore. Like I, I'm making good progress, um, on like sobriety or California sobriety. Cause I still smoke weed and shit, but like, you know, like I'm not drinking and I don't want to really talk about like my drinking history. If you know me, you know that it's storied and vast but like you know it used to be when I was fucking sad like if something sad would happen or something would make me sad <clears throat> my immediate reaction would be like well we're getting drunk I'm getting fucking drunk I'm not doing that anymore you know I'm trying not to do that right anymore and I you know some shit happened pretty recently that made me really fucking sad you know, it really upset me and it made me really sad. And this was the first time in a decade, maybe more, where I was sad and immediately didn't find solace in like a needle or a bottle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not to be overly fucking dramatic, but like, for the longest time, like, if I was sad, I just wouldn't deal with it and I would just get fucked up and just be numb and numb myself until I wasn't sad anymore. And I don't think that's uncommon at all. Like, even if you, my precious listener, like, don't cope with your sadness that way. Like, I'm sure you know people who do or you're not, you know, like, completely, like, surprised by the fact that people fucking do that. If you can handle your sadness in a fucking healthy way, I really want to hear about it because I'm wet with jealousy, like, literally. But, like, I just, this is the first time where I allowed myself to be, like, sad and sober First of all, like as an ad, like an addict, as an addict, like being sad. And that's like, that was like one of the biggest tests for my like sobriety, you know, like I've been around people who've been drinking and shit and like that doesn't do anything to me. But like I had my bad day and my bad brain kicked in and it was just like, you know, I'm like driving home and it's like, fuck, dude, like all I want to do is just go to the fucking liquor store right now get some fucking booze and then just like fast forward to tomorrow and just fucking you know do whatever but I didn't you know and I'm I'm happy that I didn't not to make this about me like getting my shit together but like I faced my sadness for the first time in a very very long time and it was fucking intense like I have been holding in a lot of shit for a really long time and then the thing that made me sad wasn't even that big of a deal. It was just like something, it, it, you know, like it upset me and like it is upsetting and whatever. But like, man, I like 
I went back to a place where I haven't been since probably high school. Just like the overwhelming, intense sadness, but like it's so intense it like burns away. But while it's happening, it's like all encompassing and shit. And I haven't been there in a long time. And I like, <laughs> I stood in the fucking kitchen with the lights dim, like listening to fucking cigarettes staring out my window as it rained. Like it was very like a fucking bad indie movie scene, but like it was just like all encompassing, man. Like when I get sad, like when I get actually sad, it's like, it's fucking debilitating. Like I got home from work and immediately went to sleep, tried to sleep all night and fucking couldn't. So I just got up and tried to keep my mind busy. And then I got really stoned to try and like make my mind like, like chill the fuck out. And like, I just went into like the dark place very intensely but it was good it was very cathartic and like I was able to process my emotions because I was sober because normally I'm just like drunk and I like wallow in it but like I don't know this time I actually was like all right why the fuck am I this sad over this like what what is the reason what can I do to make this not happen like I'm trying to like use every negative experience that I have as like a learning like, you know, like a fucking something I can learn from. And I think that I accomplished that with this, you know, with this instance, because like, you know, like I had shit to do when I got off work and that didn't happen. I just laid in bed and I was just sad and I, you know, I might've cried a little bit, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I let myself feel and I haven't let myself feel while sober in a long time. Like I've let myself feel while I was drunk a lot recently and uh, you know and then it quickly became like oh i'm more like drunk than i'm like sad right now or this is just like a depressive episode and i'm just like masking it with like massive amounts of fucking bath bombs and wine and it's not really helping me at all but i really feel better after coming out the other end of like this recent like sad thing that i had to deal with because i fucking dealt with it like i haven't dealt with like an emotional problem in years I just suppress it. I just get fucked up and I suppress it, as I imagine that a lot of people listening to this do also. You know, you just don't fucking deal with it. You don't want to, so you get fucked up and then it's not a big thing anymore. But no, dude, like, I fucking processed it and I thought a lot about it. And I tried to come up with solutions and I tried to come up, I tried to make it like a a learning experience or something I can grow from. And I think I did. Like, who fucking knows? Like, I don't know. I always have a problem, like, with the divorce between theory and practice when it comes to like my own shit, you know, but like, I think that I'm okay now, you know, like again, it wasn't anything like catastrophic, but it was just something that was like important to me and it, you know, whatever happened, happened. And then it just, you know, it really fucking bummed me out and kind of put me in a place where it really tested like, all right, like, let's see if, if you can deal with things, you know, without, being loaded and I think I did so like that was that was kind of cool and I don't want to make this episode about like me you know getting my shit together like I've said before but like it's intense and like people who you know people who get fucked up well you know they can fucking attest to that I would imagine like if you party listener like you know like when things suck you just kind of escape it by getting fucked up and I didn't do it and it's you know, like, it's crazy when you deal with things sober. It's, it's crazy when you deal with things with, like, a level head and you're not being fucking dramatic and just, like, wallowing in it and, like, 
you know, obviously like it's super healthy to cry and it's super healthy to like let yourself feel sad. I haven't allowed myself that luxury in a very long time. And now that I am, it's like colors I haven't seen in decades. You know what I mean? It's just fucking, it's overwhelming and it's good. Like I feel really good after like purging that from my system, but like still like I haven't done that in so long and I, I would I would wager that someone listening to the show is in the same situation where like maybe they're, you know, changing some stuff up or maybe something's happened and you're just like, dude, I gotta, like, there's no way to get over this aside from getting through it and I can't do that while I'm like fucked up. I need to be sad and it's okay to be sad. It's healthy to be sad, you know, and hopefully you're in a position where you can comfortably be sad or feel sad, you know, and you have people who can help you through your sadness or, you know, hopefully you're a person who, who someone can come to when they're sad. Um, and you can provide comfort or even if you're not providing comfort, like you're just, you know, or I don't know, like you will be providing comfort, but even if you can't like fix the situation, you are just nothing but a comforting presence. I guess that's what I mean. You know, I always have that problem where like if people are sad or people are upset, I always try and fix it. And sometimes that makes it worse because they don't want it to be fixed. They just want to be like heard or held or, you know, whatever the fuck distracted. Um, so like, that's also like something that I am trying to work on is like my place in other people's sadness. You know what I mean? Like just trying to listen and, and feel it out and pick up on the context clues and be like, all right, like, this is what you, this is what you want. This is what I think you want. This is what I think you might need. Like, this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? And that's important. It really is important. It's beautiful when you have a relationship with someone like I, I do, I have, I have a few friends I can think of off the top of my head where like, no matter what time it was, like within reason, I would, I could call them or text them and be like, I'm not doing good. Like, can you, you know, come over or whatever? And they would, you know, or at least if I like sent a text or left a message, like I would get a call or a text back when they woke up. And I, I would like to think that I'm that friend, um, with certain people too, you know, like there are some people who, you know, if they contacted me and were like saying that they were having a hard time or that something happened, like I would have no qualms with dropping whatever I'm doing to like assist them or, you know, or help them and give them whatever they needed because they're sad. Like, you know, because everybody gets fucking sad and everyone has different needs as to, uh, as to getting over it, you know, and, and it's crazy and it's very intense and it's just like, it's beautiful in a way because like you're able to feel and like feeling is something that is precious as a human being because not a lot of other things like feel emotions the way that we do or whatever not to get too meta about it but like I thought about that a lot um the evening after my my sad bomb uh, exploded where it was like you know that sucked and I, I feel like shit and I'll get over it but like it's fucking crazy that I can even feel these things because I, I haven't in so long. And like, you know, it's like all those like weird fucking movies where like the immortal person turns mortal and then they can feel pain again. That's like kind of how I feel with like getting sober where it's like, oh man, like this doesn't even hurt. Like it does hurt, but it's like, it's way more interesting that like I'm feeling this now and I kind of like I haven't felt it in so long. It's, you know, it's a taste I haven't experienced in a while. But yeah, tell me what you what you're like when you get sad. 
because I know people who freak out and other people who don't. And it's it's interesting to uh, to learn that about people, you know, or like your place in your social group when people get sad, because I know people who won't touch that shit with a 10 foot pole. And I know people who will be obnoxious if they find out you're sad and will come over and watch a movie and do the ice cream and the Bridget Jones diary treatment and shit, you know, and it's it's cool. It's individualistic. It's interesting. Everybody deals with it, but not in the same way. Um, and it's an important part of your life. If you don't get sad, at, like you're a psycho. Everybody gets sad. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, Andrew and I really do appreciate it. I know I say that all the time, but I do mean it. Like we, we love that people actually listen to this fucking show. Um, if you, if you fuck with it, which I hope you do, please like and subscribe and give us a good, uh, rating or whatever the fuck, a good review. Please do the fucking review thing on Apple or Google or wherever the fuck. Just like give us, it it really just like, that's the most like helpful thing you can fucking do. Cause then that's how we get on like other people's radar and shit. Aside from like word of mouth, like people have been doing that and we super appreciate it because obviously people are talking about the show because we're getting more listeners and shit. So like, fuck yeah, thank you guys. Like honestly, we we, we do love you very much. Um, you can find The Hatening on all social media platforms. And from there, you can find the individual profiles of myself and Andrew. Feel free to interact with us. Like that's why we put the links up there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, don't forget to uh you know i say it every fucking time i fucked it up this time because it's late um you know take care of yourself and the people around you and don't forget to tell your friends that you love them